All right, are we ready for God's word today? Amen. Come on, lift up that hand and say, I'm ready for God's word. Say it again, I'm ready for God's word. Let's bow our head. And Father, we want to give you praise and, and honor tonight. Spirit of God, I'm asking today that you will think through my mind and that you will speak through my lips. Thank you for these, your wonderful people that have got ears to hear, mind to understand, and a heart to receive the word of the living God. Everybody say amen. amen. I want to carry on from where I left off yesterday. Last night I began a series with you about how to become weighty in the spirit, right? How to develop weight in your spirit. And if there was ever a need for believers to be weighty, it is now. Can you say amen? amen. So let's go to our foundational text today. And I'm going to give you some secrets tonight. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Secrets is, is what... Uh, uh, what will unlock your destiny? Can you say amen? amen? And so let's go to 2 Corinthians in chapter 10 one more time. And we're going to look at what the Apostle Paul is saying. 2 Corinthians and chapter 10. Paul who had some enemies. And you'll discover in life you will have some enemies. From within the church and from outside the church. Are you hearing me saints? Jesus had some enemies. Are you listening? Amen. Not just with demons and devils, but he also had problems with religious crowds, with the Pharisees. Are you listening to me now? And you'll discover in your life, you're going to have some problem with some religious folks. Are you hearing me, saints? And you're going to have some problem with some devils. Amen. But Jesus said, you will cast out devils. Amen. Glory to God. I love that. I love to slap the devil over the head. Can you say Amen. <laughs> 2 Corinthians in chapter 10 and verse 10. And look what Paul says. They say, this is what they're saying here. For We're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 10 and verse 11. For his letters, they say, are what? Weighty. Everybody say weighty. weighty. And what? Powerful. Now, put your hand on your belly and say with me, I am weighty. I am weighty. And I am powerful. I am powerful. Now, say this way. Say, our church. Is weighty and powerful. Oh, you sure don't sound like it. Come on, talk to me. Say, our church is weighty and powerful. Now put your hand on your belly and say with me, my ministry is weighty and powerful. So that's what they said, right? But his bodily presence is what? Weak and his speech contemptible. Now look at verse 11, please. Let's verse 11 says, let such a one think this, that such as we are in word and by letters, we, when we are absent, such will we be indeed when we are present. Can you say amen? amen. In other words, you know that when you encounter me that I'm just as heavy and weighty in my spirit that as, I, as I am in my absent. Can you say amen? amen? How many of you have ever encountered somebody that carried a presence with them? It might be a preacher of the gospel. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, how many of you have ever met a preacher of the gospel and you went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you were a bit nervous when you met them. Why? Be not because they, they scare you, but because of what they carry. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? There are people who are carriers of glory. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. I remember one time I was listening and Brother Copeland said he, he encountered old Roberts. He said the, the moment that he turned around and looked into old Roberts, all he could do was are you listening to me now? Amen. And there are some people when they walk in the room, you know 
that they are in the room. Because they carry a presence. There are people on the other side who are so dem demonic that when they walk into a place, they, you know that they have, there's an evil presence there. Right? So let me ask you a question. If people can carry the presence of an evil spirit, how much more should you and I be carrying the presence of God? Can you say amen? amen. Have you ever encountered somebody who's drunk? Right? And they are all over the place. They're staggering all over the place. And they have a smell about them. And they have a, and, and they have a, a spirit about them. If a drunk can do that in the natural, how about you being drunk in the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Can you say, come on, lift up that hand and say, I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost. That's why apostles don't be drunk on wine, amen, where it is what? Excess, but be filled. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, be filled. Come on, say it again, be filled. The Greek text says, but be being filled. Be continuously filled. Glory to God, amen. We don't just drink one time, we drink all the time. Can you say amen? If you're going to get drunk, you need to drink all the time. Can you say amen? Come on, lift up your hands with me and say, I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost wine. Amen. Can you say amen? These men are not drunk, seeing it is only nine o'clock in the morning, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, saying in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Can you say amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and point your finger at your neighbor and tell him, This is that. Come on, say it again. This is that. Now look at your other neighbor and say, That is this. And down. Look at your neighbor and say, what is this? That's called being drunk in the Holy Ghost. Being drunk on the wine of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Can I hear an amen somebody? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And when you're drunk on the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, you don't have no side effects. Can you say amen? There'll be no hungover. Glory be to God. When you're drunk on the Holy Ghost, the side effects is healing and miracles and breakthroughs and deliverance and joy. Come on, somebody say joy. My, 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 some believers, it's like they've been baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? They never smile. Have you got the joy of the Lord tonight? Yes. Yeah, sure you do. Amen. I said, have you got the joy of the Lord? Have you got the joy of the Lord tonight? Yes. Come on, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Come on. If you're happy and you know it, give God a shout of praise. Give God a shout of praise tonight. Amen. Lord, glory be to God. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Can you say amen? Now, listen to this. Thank you, Lord. What the church needs today is some drunk people. Can you say amen? We need some drunk preachers. Glory to God. Not on alcohol, but on Jesus. Can you say amen? You have to specify everything these days. Thank you, Lord. Now listen. What does it mean to be weighty? I want you to write this down. I'm going to define this. and I'm going to show you some secrets how to be weighty in the spirit today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Now, remember, before I define this, let's go to, once again, to Daniel. The book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 5. And we want to look at this again. Daniel chapter 5. And I want to show you why it is imperative for you to be weighty in the spirit. 
Daniel chapter 5, and we're going to read uh, <clears throat> when the king saw the writing on the wall, right? Verse 24. We're going to read from verse 24, and Daniel is, uh, who was a heavy, he had a heavy spirit. He defines from verse 24 to verse 29, okay? Verse 24 to verse 29. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written. Look at verse 9. Let's keep it rolling. Everybody read with me now, please. And this is the writing that was written. Let's all read together. You know what it means to read together? It means open up thy mouth, and let's articulate together. All right? Ready? One, two, go. Many, many, tekel, you fasten. One more time. Many, many, tekel, you fasten. Now point your finger at your neighbor and say, many, Mene Tekel. We're not going to say you fasting. Mene Mene Tekel. Mene Mene. Remember, Mene Mene. This is Mene Mene Tekel. Mene Mene what? Tekel. We're not going to say you fasting. Why? Because let's look what he says here next. Let's go to verse 106. He says, this is the interpretation of the thing. Many, God has numbered your kingdom and what? Finished it. Look at the next verse. Thou art weighed in the balances and have been found what? Warning. You've been found what? Warning. One Bible says, you've been weighed. You've been put on the scales. And you've been found to be too lightweight. You've been found to be what? Too lightweight. Look at the next verse, please. Therefore, thy kingdom is what? Divided and given to the Medes and Persians. When you are a lightweight, the kingdom which you have, will be given to somebody else. In other words, when you are lightweight in the spirit, you can't maintain what was given to you. And there are a lot of people that what they have maintained, what they have received, they can't retain it. They can't maintain it. Why? Because they don't have the spirit capacity. This is why we read in the book of Proverbs. Look in your Bible, please. The book of Proverbs and the 16th chapter. What are we told in verse 2? Proverbs 16 and verse 2 says, All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Everybody say, the Lord. What does he do? He weighs the spirits. So today, I want you to look at me right now. Whether you realize it or not, there's a scale right now in the realm of the spirit and God is weighing your spirit. So ask your neighbor, how heavy are you? Come on, ask him again. How heavy are you? Or how light are you? You see, many of us, we are legends in our own minds. We think we are heavyweights, but in reality, we are lightweights. Are you listening? Now, I don't know about you. I don't want to be a lightweight. Come on, lift up your hand and say, I don't want to be a lightweight. Say it again. I don't want to be a lightweight. In the spirit. Are you listening? So what does it mean to be weighty in the spirit? Now, this is what I want you to do. said all this to get to this now. 
What does it mean to be weighty in the spirit? I want you to write a few things down. Number one, it means that you are heavy. You are heavy. If you put a cup, right, and there's nothing within that cup, and you put a fan next to the plastic cup, what happens to it? It blows it away. Why? Because it's light. But you use that same cup, and you put lead inside that cup now, and you put it next to the fan. What happens to the cup when the wind blows? Nothing. Why? Because it's got something. It's got substance and weight on the inside of it. You know that you are strong and you have a weighty spirit. You become like the Apostle Paul. He says, for our light affliction. What did he say? Our light affliction. And none of us here can compare our afflictions to the Apostle Paul. Come on now. He said, three times I was shipwrecked, bitten by a snake. Anybody bitten by a snake lately? <laughs> Come on now. He said, three times I was stoned. One time I was preaching in church. And I said, anybody ever been stoned? And one guy back said, yeah, man, I've been stoned. <laughs> Not that kind of stone, okay? Not that kind of stone. Are you listening? Has anybody been stoned, lapidated lately? No. Are you hearing me, saints? Beaten with rods. Thrown in jail. And he calls it our light affliction. If Paul can call this kind of, of affliction, right, light, your problem is Mickey Mouse compared to them. <laughs> but why could he say that? Because he had a very strong spirit. Can you say amen? amen. He says, none of these things move me. He says, for which cause we faint not. Come on, lift up your hands and say this with me. For which cause I do not faint. Now point your finger at your neighbor and say, don't faint. Come on, say it again. Don't faint. You know what the book of Proverbs says? The book of Proverbs says, if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. Proverbs 24, 10. If you faint... In the day of adversity, then your strength is small. My, my, my. Are you listening? That's why I said to you, many of us, we are legends in our own minds. Now, in Luke chapter 4, and look at verse 14, please. We're going to read verse 14 and verse 15. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. And this is a, talking about Jesus. My, my, my. The Lord himself. Luke chapter 4. And let's, get, let's look at verse 14. And let's quote it to you. And you need to underline it in your Bible. Everybody read now. Now remember, this is after a fast. Can you say amen? amen. There's a clue here right here. There's a secret right here to how to become heavy in the spirit. Fasting. Can you say amen? amen. All right. Everybody read now and say with me. One to go, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And what happened next? There went out of him what? A fame of him throughout all the region run about. What does that mean? He became famous? No. Because how could he become famous when he has not even preached his first sermon yet? How can he become famous when he has not even healed the sick yet? So when the Bible tells you his fame went throughout all the region round about. 
It's not talking about the natural regions. It's talking about the realm of the spirit. Now look in your Bible, Malachi chapter 4, and the very last word. The very last word in Malachi chapter 4. The Old Testament closes with one word. Malachi chapter 4, look in your Bible please, and you can tell me what is the last word of the Old Testament. All right, Malachi chapter 4, you got it? The last verse. Put the last verse on the screen for me please. What's the, what's the last word can you see? Curse. What do you see here? The word what? Curse. So the Old Testament closes with the word curse. And there was a, there was a 400 year period between Malachi and the, and the time of Jesus. Are you hearing me saints? There, therefore there was a 400 year curse. And the theologians call this period the silent period. Or they call it the intertestamental period. But they call it the silent period because there was no active vocal voice of God. Are you hearing? me saints because there was a curse operating on the earth and the heaven was closed but when Jesus came glory to God come on lift up your hands say thank God for Jesus and the Bible says that he wanted to be baptized and as he was baptized he was praying and when he was praying the heaven opened and God said oh glory to God he broke the curse come on somebody say he broke the curse Amen. There was demons all over the region of Galilee and Samaria and, and all the places. Amen. Because the heaven was closed. But when the master prayed, the heaven was open and the curse was broken. And the voice of God boomed out of heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And he went on a fast as he was led by the Holy Ghost. And he returned in the power of the Spirit. And every demon in Galilee, every demon in Jerusalem, Every demon in Israel knew there was a new sheriff in town. Can you say amen? Why? Because he had weight in his spirit. Are you listening? So what does it mean to have weight in your spirit? What does it mean to be weighty? Number one, it is to be heavy, to be loaded. Come on, say loaded. Come on, put your hand in your belly and say, I am loaded. Say it again, I'm loaded with the Holy Ghost. Number two, the word weighty means of great seriousness and importance. Number three, write this down. I'm going to give you four definition. Listen to this now. The word weighty means to have a great deal of influence on events or decisions. Did you hear what I just said to you? The word waiting means what? To have great deal of influence on what? Events and decisions. Which means when you have weight in the spirit, you are not a victim of events. You're not victim of life. You're not a victim of circumstances. You swing so much power in the spirit, glory to God, that you can determine the outcome of events. Like Jesus did. Like the apostle Paul did. When they threw him in prison and threw away the keys, they left him to rot. Is that right? But at midnight, somebody look at your neighbor and say, at midnight. What did Paul and Silas do? They began to pray and sing praises unto God. And the Bible says that all of a sudden there was an earthquake. Can you say amen? amen. 
Can you shout amen, somebody? So Paul was not subject to the Roman authorities. He had influence. Now I want you to write this down. To be weighty in the spirit means two things. Number one, it means that your spirit, man, is strong. Right? Number two, it means that you have influence in the realm of the spirit. You got that? You've got that? So this is what it means to be weighty in the spirit. It means that your spirit man can't be moved. The Bible tells you the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear. So it means that your inner man, come on, say my inner man. What did Paul says? Though our outward man perisheth, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, I'm getting stronger every day. Come on, come on, I touch him and say, I'm getting stronger every day. My spirit is getting stronger every day. Glory to God. Can you shout amen? Not only that, but it means that you have what? Influence in the atmosphere. Can you say amen? Point your finger at your neighbor, tell him you need influence in the atmosphere. You need what? Influence in the atmosphere. Are you listening? I want you to write a few things down tonight and then I'm going to give you some secrets. Are you ready? Yes. Would you write this down? A person's spiritual weight is far greater than their spiritual weight. Uh, a person's spiritual weight is far greater than their physical weight. My spiritual weight. How many of you, when you wake up in the morning, you go on the scales? And you say, oh no. <laughs> Amen. You look down and you say, oh good God almighty. Now you ought to be able to judge the same thing. Get on the scale. Because the Bible tells you the Lord weighs the spirits. Can you say amen? We discovered yesterday that the weight unit that God uses is what? Glory. Can you say amen? amen. So a person's spiritual weight is far greater than their physical weight. If a man does not have spiritual weight, he cannot effectively fight his opponents. Are you listening? Then you become subject to your adversary. And I don't want to be subject to my adversary. Can you say amen? amen? Now, write this down, please. When you are weighty in the spirit, demons know. When you are, see, have you ever met people? They go to cast out the devil. What's your name? It is not nearly as important for you to know the names of the devils than the devils to know your name. Did you hear that? Are you listening? Because the seven sons of Sceva, what were they? They were exorcists. What is an exorcist? An exorcist works in cooperation with demonic spirits to expel another spirit through incantation and enchantments. Did you hear that? 
But we don't work in cooperation with demonic spirits. We cast them out. Can you say amen? amen. The word in the Greek is the word egbalo, which means we throw them away like a ball. Ache out. Out like a ball. Have you ever seen a tennis ball? And you throw it out. That's how you deal with devils. You throw them out. Come on. Somebody say amen. amen. You got to be like the apostle Paul. Shake the snake back into the fire. Can you say amen? Come on. Look at your neighbor and tell him, shake it off. Shake it off. Oh, I can't. Come on now. Say, shake it off. Shake it off. Amen. If you can't shake off a headache, how in the world are you going to shake off a generational curse? Come on now. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, shake it off. Kick them out. Can you say amen? amen? Seven boys could not handle one devil. Did you hear that? Seven boys, seven sons of Sceva could not handle one devil. But the Apostle Paul says, I have fought with the beast of Ephesus. Huh? You know what was the beast of Ephesus? The goddess Diana. Who had control over the region of Ephesus. Are you hearing me saints? Can you say amen? That's why you read in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against what? Principalities. And against powers. And against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And against what? Wicked spirits. Where? In heavenly places. Paul had authority in the spirit. Can you say amen? amen. And he dethroned. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say dethroned. He dethroned Diana. Off Ephesus. There are some devils hanging over California. There's a devil over San Jose. Are you hearing me somebody? Can you say amen? And God is raising you up. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, God is raising you up. God is raising you up. Can you say amen? To dethrone that devil over California. Can you say amen? Can you shout amen? Amen. Here's the deal. I want you to write this down. Never forget this. You ready? ready. Say principality. principality. Then say personality. personality. Say it again. Principality. principality. Personality. How many of you ever heard people say, behind everything there is a demonic spirit? Right? That is true. That's, but that's the half truth. In front of every principality, there's a personality. What did I say to you? In front of every principality, there is a what? Personality. Pharaoh was the personality, but there was a principality behind him. Are you listening? Just like Nebuchadnezzar. Just like Herod. Are you listening? They had a principality behind them, but in front of them, there was a personality. Are you listening? Can you say amen to that? Amen. And in your city, not only is there a principality, but there is a face. There is a personality that that spirit is using to enforce its rule. Are, are you hearing me, saints? And when you pray 
and destroy it, that personality will be removed. Did you hear what I just said to you? This is why you've got to know how to pray. This is why you've got to have strength in your... You've got to have dunamis and exousia. Come on, put your hand on your belly and say with me, dunamis and exousia is what gives me dominion. You hear that? What is dunamis? That is power, ability. What is exousia? The right to exert. Exousia and dunamis is what gives you dominion power. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say amen? amen? You have the ability of the Holy Ghost. You have the name of Jesus. You have the blood of Jesus. And you have the right of the blood of Jesus. And that gives you dominion in the earth. Can you say amen? Now, if you don't have weight in the spirit, then life for you, ministry for you, will be at a standstill. Hmm? Life for you, ministry for you, will be where? At a standstill. Don't you remember? Goliath fighting with the children of Israel. 40 days and 40 nights. He presented himself morning and evening. Give me a man to fight. Right? And the Bible says, he came to the place which belongeth to Judah. Now you know why David piped up. Because if they had lost that battle there, they would have taken Judah, part of the, of the tribe of Judah. And David was from the tribe of Judah. Saul didn't care. It was not his place. Are you listening? Did you hear what I just said to you? So it was, as a, it was at a standstill. Standstill. If you find yourself not making progress. Or you're not gaining ground. Or others are gaining ground on you. You need to understand. You've got to check your spirit level. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, point your finger at your neighbor and tell them, check your spirit level. Hallelujah. Check your water level. Check your oil level. I mean, you do that for your car. Right? You check your water level. You check your gas level. You check your oil level. How about checking your spirits level? How about checking your oil level? Glory to God. How about checking your water level in your spirit? Come on, somebody say amen. The Bible tells you out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Check your water level in your river. Some of you, your rivers run dry. There's no water. Now, for the believer, he has a well. A well is for personal use. A river is what feeds a city and nations. Hmm? So what do you want to be? Do you just want to be a well or do you want to have a river out of you? Come on, somebody say a river. Come on, say a river. A river will cross through a nation. A river will cross through cities. A river will cross from one nation to the next nation. Can you say amen? Somebody say hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, I want to be a river. Come on, say, I want to be a river. I want to be a river. Come on, say, I want to be a river. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Well, then you got to keep your water level up. Praise God. Can you say amen? Come on, point your finger at your neighbor and tell them, keep your water level up. 
Write this down before I give you some secrets. Wait. W-E-I-G-H-T. Comes from W-A-I-T. What did he say? <laughs> I said, wait. W-E-I-G-H-T comes from W-A-I-T. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. My God, do we have eagles or do we have pigeons in this place? Come on, lift up your hands. Say, I'm an eagle for Jesus. Come on, say, I'm an eagle for Jesus. Glory be to God forever. Do I have any Holy Ghost eagles here today? Come on, talk to me. Do I have any Holy Ghost eagles here today? If I had some time, I would tell you some stuff about the eagles. I would blow you a mind. Ah, when an eagle gets old, I ain't looking at nobody, amen. <laughs> amen. When an eagle gets old, he can't see us uh, like he used to see. Are you hearing me, saints? Uh, all right, so he will go on top of a rock on the high places, and then he'll begin to beat his beak on the rock. Can you say amen? Beat his what? Beak on his beak on the rock until there is no more beak left. Alright? Before he does that, he will pluck all the feathers out. Look at this naked eagle, glory to God, with no feathers. Are you listening to me now? And no beak. And he knows that he's in a vulnerable position. Are you listening? Alright? So what will he do? And now, he has to wait on other eagles to drop food for him to eat. So he just stays there and wait. He stays there and wait. And he stays there in the sun. Can you say amen somebody? He stays there under the heat of the sun. And he knows that at some and right now I can't eat nothing but I'm, I, I'm waiting on other eagles to feed me. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? And this is what we've come to here to, to give you today. We come here to feed you. Can you say amen? But you are on the rock right now and you're beating your face on that rock. When my heart is overwhelmed lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Can you say amen? And you beat your beat on the your beak on that rock can you say amen somebody then you stay there and he knows he's got no feathers right now but at some point new feathers are gonna come out and when the new feathers come out there'll be fresh oil that is secreted from his skin into the wings of that eagle can you say amen look lift, lift up your hands say i need some fresh oil come on look at your name say i need some fresh oil Oh, and he knows that when that fresh oil comes at some point, that new beak is going to come out, glory to God, and his eyes are going to be refreshed. Can you say amen? And did you know that the eagles have two set of eyelids? That's why when he goes up in the air, 
right? Way up in the air, he has a translucent eyelid. Your eyes will be blown out by the wind, but he has a translucent eyelid that covers his eyes. We have two set of eyes. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by the word of the living God. Can you say amen? Somebody say amen. Come on. Point your finger at your neighbor. Say, come on, eagle, get up. Come on, say, come on, eagle, get up. Come on, tell them, get up, eagle. Praise God. Can you shout amen, somebody? Look at your neighbor to them fresh oil is about to come into your life fresh wings about to come into your life and you're about to spread that wing glory to God and when the wind of the adversity comes you will spread your wing and you're gonna go soaring into the heavens can you say amen look at your neighbor say I'm waiting upon the Lord Come on, say, I'm waiting upon the Lord. You may not hear about me today. You may not hear about me tomorrow. But as I keep waiting upon the Lord, if not today, if not tomorrow, my time is coming. Come on, come on, come on, come on, somebody. Somebody ought to get happy in this place. Somebody ought to shout amen in this place. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me give you some keys real quickly right now. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I'm saying today we just, yesterday and today we're laying the foundation. Tomorrow we can have a crazy time. Can you say amen? So, how do I get some weight in my spirit? Hmm? How do I get some weight in my spirit? Jesus waxed strong. What about you? Let me give you a few keys. And you know that you are weighty in the spirits when you begin to command supernatural results. Results. Look at your name and say results. That's the name of the game. Are you listening? On your job, they judge you by the results that you produce. Right? If you don't produce the results, they'll fire you. Huh? It's only in the Christian life. Well, I've got no result, but I'm the Lord understands. <laughs> you gotta have results. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, You gotta have results. What did Marisola teach us? Proof produces. You gotta produce some proof. Produce some results. Doesn't matter how, how old you are or how young you are. You've got to have some results. And once you have results, the Bible says you've got hope. And hope maketh not a shame. Because the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Ghost. So what do I need to engage? I want you please to write this down. Before I give you these secrets, I want you to write this down. Never forget this. You know why many of us are not 
weighty in the spirit because we have too much of a casual attitude. Casualness. God cannot commit himself to casualness. He commits himself to people who are covenant-minded. We have too many people with lackadaisical, lackluster, listless attitude when it comes to the things of the Spirit. We go to church one week and we miss five weeks. Are you listening to me now? And then you wonder why you are not walking in that depth of anointing that you're craving for. The proof of desire is pursuit. Come on, repeat after me. The proof of desire is what? Pursuit. And the proof of pursuit is progress. You got to get away from this casualness. Are you listening? So let me give several keys for you to just write quickly. For you to develop Wait in the spirit that when you walk into a place, demons will scatter. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? My little girl came with me. <laughs> she came with me. She was younger back then. And uh, I said, Jody, you got to pray. Oh, dad, you pray. I said, well, you got to pray because you're, you're about to see some stuff. When you go to Africa and the islands, you better, you better be prayed up. Right? Oh, Dad, you pray. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. She was about 14 years old. She came with me. <laughs> and we went into the islands. And I walked into a church. As I walked into a church, all these demons began to manifest and scream and vomit all over the place. And my little girl's eyes just popped open. And all of a sudden I heard this. <laughs> I was laughing because she began to pray. <laughs> Are you listening to me now? When you get out there, don't go to Africa without weight. Don't go to India without weight. Don't go to Jamaica without weight. Don't go to South America without weight. You're going to meet some witchcraft level that you have never encountered in America. Are you listening to me now? You got to have some weight. So what do I need to do? Number one, write this down quickly, please. Write this down. <clears throat> you want to have weight? Anybody here want to have weight? Yeah. Yeah. Then you got to be full of the word. Yeah. You got to be full of the word. Yeah. Right? Not this, when I read my one chapter, <laughs> one chapter daily, they ain't going to cut it, man. Remember what I told you about Goliath? He came, and the Bible goes into great details to give you the weight of his beam, of his uh, spear, and his sword. His sword was over five foot Five, taller than you. <laughs> taller than you. 
right? And heavier. Oh, you're listening. And here comes the enemy with a big sword. Well, I read my verse of the day. You're going out there with a pen knife. Huh? And it's even a plastic knife. I read my verse. I read my one verse a day. The enemy is coming against you against heavy artillery, against heavy weaponries. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You better have some word. That's what the Bible says. And they were amazed at his doctrine for his word was with authority and with power. They said about the apostle Paul, his words were weighty and powerful. You got to load up on the word. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, load up on the word. Well, where do you go to church? Well, it's right close to my house. That's like saying I eat out of a trash can because it's right close next to me. No, I don't go to church because it's close to my house. I go to church when I get load up on the word. Can you say Amen. And every now and then you need a good steak and they throw it at you. Glory to God. Number one, you got to be filled with the word of the living God. Number two, write this down, please. Write this down real quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Number two, Jesus taught us if you want to be heavy in the spirit, you got to fast. You got to what? Fast. Fast. And he returned in the power of the spirit. And his fame went throughout all the region runabout. The church, the modern church don't like fasting. Anything that the modern church doesn't like, they say, oh, I'm not under the law. You heard that before? I don't fast because I'm not under the law. Do you know how crazy and theologically ignorant to make a statement like this? Because to say I'm not, on the, I'm not under the law. Because in the old economy, law and grace were means of salvation. Had nothing to do with fasting. Are you listening? Why do we fast? Why don't you write this down? We fast to fast forward our destiny. We fast to do what? To fast forward our yeah. destiny. Fasting is the depleting of the flesh to the replenishing of the inner man. Fasting is the what? Depleting of your flesh to replenish your inner man. Fasting is losing weight physically to gain weight spiritually. Can you say amen? amen? The more you fast, the more you'll gain weight spiritually. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Why do I fast? Because Jesus fasted. Why do I fast? Because the apostle Paul fasted. Why do I fast? Because Peter fasted. Why do I fast? Because Elijah fasted. Why do I fast? Because Moses fasted. Anytime you look at people who swang, swing great influence in the, in the realm of the spirit, those were people who knew how the power, understood the power of fasting and prayer. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Number three, if you want to swing 
great weight in the spirit. You've got to be a person of prayer. You've got to be what now? A person of prayer. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Prayer gives you weight in the spirit. Prayer gives you weight in the spirit. The, the thing about prayer, to increase your capacity, you have to maintain the consistency. Prayer is like going to the gym. How many of you have ever paid to go to the gym? Right? And you even paid for that to, no, to, to pay every month. Right? And you're paying $10 if you go to Planet Fitness every month and you're not going there. So this is why you don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You look like Arnold, the cartoon character. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> why? Because the secret to power is consistency. The secret to power is what? Consistency. I am not seeing anything, but I keep doing it. I keep doing it. When you go to the gym, you do your circuit. Oh, my God, this is so boring. Oh, good God Almighty, this is so boring. But you keep doing it. You keep doing it. Keep doing it. And one of these days, you're going to stand before, in front of the mirror. My, 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 look at that. I got some muscles. Why? Because you were consistent. Come on, look at your neighbors. Consistency is the secret to power. Can you say amen? amen? Let me give you one more. I'll give you two more. Is that okay? Yeah. Two more. Well, I'll give you three more, just to be nice to you. Are you ready? Number three. What number is it now? Four. Four? How about whatever, you, whatever number you got? Amen. Number next. Amen. <laughs> number next. How about this one? Sanctification. What does the Bible say? Be ye holy, for I am holy. Hmm? Be ye holy, for what? I am holy. Can you say amen? amen? In fact, let me show you the scripture in your Bible, please. Look in your Bible. I want to show you two scriptures when it comes to uh, holiness. Two scriptures about Jesus. Well, one about Jesus and one about you. Can you say Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Look at Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 5. Amen. We're going to read verse 5. Amen. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5. What does it say? Come on now. Look in your Bible, please. Everybody read on the screen. Ready? One, two, go. And Joshua said unto the people, do what? Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Write this down. Today's uh, sanctification and consecration will result in tomorrow's wonders. Can you say amen? amen? Today, come on, look at your neighbor and say, today's sanctification, today's consecration will result in the wonders of tomorrow. You won't see no wonders tomorrow if there is no sanctification, no consecration today. Anybody want, to see some, anybody want to see some wonders? Come on now. Anybody want to see signs and wonders and miracles? Then consecrate yourself unto the Lord. Can you shout Amen. amen. Can you shout amen? amen? Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? 
Ooh, hallelujah. There is a connection between consecration and God's wonders in your life. There's a connection between sanctification and great unction to function in, 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 in the Lord. Can you say amen? Let me show you one more verse about uh, sanctification. Glory to God. You know why Jesus was anointed? Do you know why Jesus was anointed? Well, because he was the son of God. Look at Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Uh, no, Hebrews chapter 1 rather. Hebrews chapter 1. Oh, glory to God. Consecration is the foundation of having weight in the spirit. Consecration is what separates boys from men. Are you listening? It's what sets men above others. And I'll prove that to you in your Bible. Hebrews in chapter 1, we're going to read from verse 1. I mean verse 8. Verse 8 till verse 9. And you'll discover why Jesus was anointed. Everybody look on the screen. Now we're going to read together. Ready? One, two, go. But unto the Son, he saith, what? Thy throne, O God, is what? Forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Verse 9. Thou hast what? Thou hast what? Love, righteousness, and what? Hated iniquity. So what did Jesus love? He loved righteousness and hated what? Iniquity. Therefore God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Why was Jesus so anointed above everybody else? Because he loved righteousness and he hated iniquity. You want to be anointed? You want to be a cut above the rest? Then you've got to be like Jesus. You've got to love righteousness and hate iniquity. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say amen? amen? There are some things that your eyes are not supposed to see. There are some things that your hands are not supposed to do. Be holy for I am holy. Can you say amen? Come on, put your hand on yourself and say, I'm a vessel unto God. Come on, say, I'm a holy vessel. Unto God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. This flesh is not meant to design to be living in sin. This flesh is designed to worship God, to love God. Can you say amen? My hands will praise the Lord. My feet will praise the Lord. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Can you shout amen? The moment you hate iniquity and love righteousness. My, my, my. God will give you weight in your spirit. Amen. Two more and then we close. Are you ready? Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you want weight in your spirit? Learn the power of solitude. Learn the power of what? Solitude. Protect God's presence in your life. Jesus went into a solitary place and there he prayed. Moses came down from the mountain and his face was shining with the glory of God. Can you say amen? amen. It's not the world calls it solitary confinement 
The word calls it solitary refinement. In his presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. Can you shout amen? Amen. Oh, I want to be in his presence. Can you say amen? I don't like people disturbing my presence, disturbing my time. My time belongs to the Lord. I want to have peace of mind. Can you say, you know what I don't like? I don't like hanging around drama people. (laughs) Have you met people like that? They even think about them as drama. Uh -uh, There's no drama around the Holy Ghost. And you won't find no drama around me either. I'm the easiest person, I'm the easiest preacher you'll ever meet. I don't make no demands upon nobody. Amen. I keep my mouth shut. Glory be to God. Can you say amen? amen. And my, my, my point is I want to get into his. I just want to be in. in, in I'd, I'd rather be in my room praying in tongues. Can you say amen? I'd rather be in my room seeking the face of God. I can do more in my prayer closet than I can do behind the pulpit. Are you listening? So learn the power of solitude. Jacob was left alone with God. And then God fought with him and then touched the hollow of his thigh. He said, I have seen the face of God. Can you say amen? Amen. From today, you will no longer be be Jacob. You won't be a liar, twister, supplanter, conniver. You will be called Israel, a prince ruling with God. Hallelujah. Come on, lift, lift up your hands. Say, say, Lord, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. And let's, let's close with this one. Last one. Are you ready? Logical. But yet people don't want to do it. Could Muhammad Ali be called the undisputed, the greatest in the world without facing George Foreman? Huh? Would he be able to be called the greatest and the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world without facing the blows that Joe Frazier gave him? So what does that tell you? Battles. Don't ever run away from battles. Are you listening? Battles is what develops greatness and gives you weight in the spirit. The more you fight and the more you win is what will give you weight in the spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. But many of us want to stay in the comfort zone. Once you write this down, never forget this. The comfort zone is the cuffing zone. The comfort zone is the cuffing zone. Nothing grows. In the comfort zone. How many of you, pastor was telling me yesterday, when he moved into this building, it was a great big step of faith from the rent that they used to pay to paying this one. But when you took on that battle, bless God, he came out swinging and he won. Can you say amen? You know what? God loves to be cornered by your faith. Anytime you corner God with your faith, God will come out swinging and he will never miss and he will win the battle. Can you say amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him it's time to make some big moves. 
Come on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. That's enough for today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, lift up that hand right now. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Lift up that hand right now. How many of you today will consecrate yourself before the Lord? How many of you today will give time to the Lord today? How many of you here today will become like eagles and wait upon the Lord? Come on, come on, come on. Lift up that hand right now. Lift up that hand before God right now. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. The Lord will do wonders among you. Come on now, Genesis. The Lord will do wonders among you. The Lord will do wonders among you. That's the word of the Lord for you today, Genesis. The Lord will do wonders among you. Come on, come on, come on. Open your mouth right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The more you worship, the more the river will flow. The more you worship, the more your water level will flow. Hallelujah. The more you pray, the more your oil level will flow. Come on, come on, come on now. Stir up the fire of God within you. Stir up the Holy Ghost within you. Stir up the gift of God within you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Rabba mana mana basata bana boshata na bo. Rabba baba baba kata bori yantola baba shata na basate. Can we sing I exalt thee? I exalt thee. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands right now. Now listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very carefully here. One of the things about increasing weight in your spirit. Listen. The Bible says, now Moses, now Joshua rather, the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands upon him. Paul says, I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end that you might be what? Established. Elisha received a double portion through impartation. Another way you receive weight in the spirit is by impartation. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? So tonight we're going to worship a few, for a few minutes. And if tonight you want to receive a fresh impartation of weight in your spirit, a fresh anointing, that you look at your neighbor and say, the eagle will fly again. 
Come on, say, the eagle will fly again. Your vision may be obscured a little bit. Your feathers have been plucked out a little bit. Are you listening? But that eagle is about to soar again. Can you shout amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I will have fresh vision. And tonight, some of you, your vision is about to be freshened up. Can you say amen? 